This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we're going to talk about San Jose's initiative, what they're hoping to accomplish with it, why it is unlikely to uh, make it through the legal challenges that are sure to follow. And then we're going to use it to illustrate two different things. I will go ahead and tell you now, no matter how you feel about what I'm saying, watch this video to the end. Okay, so what is San Jose trying to do, if you don't know? They are going to impose a fee, a tax. They're going to take money if you decide to own a firearm there. Now, the reason this is unlikely to make it through the legal challenges is because, generally speaking, when you take an enumerated constitutional right and charge money in the hopes of deterring people from exercising that right, that is something that the Supreme Court refers to in technical legal jargon as totally uncool. It's not going to make it. Um, I would be super surprised if this was upheld. Okay, given the fact that it's unlikely to make it and nobody has to get politically charged about it, it provides us an opportunity to showcase two different things. The first is, what is this actually going to do? Well, it's going to deter gun ownership and provide the means to uh, you know, offset the cost of the violence. Deter ownership. Will it, though? Of who? Rich folk? Poor folk. Disproportionately, what do they look like? Do they look like me? No. Most people who uh, watch this channel, you would acknowledge that there are systemic issues in this country that have kept certain demographics down, right? I think that's fair to say that most of you would, would acknowledge that that there is an inherited disadvantage that comes along with it because of systemic racism, because of institutionalized racism. So what happens here? Poor people can't afford it. Poor people end up violating this law. Who does that disproportionately impact? Aside from that, who's more likely to feel like they need a firearm? Rich folk who live in a gated community with private security or people in a working-class neighborhood, or people in a neighborhood where when you call the cops, it takes them 20 minutes to show up. Who is going to be disproportionately impacted by this? The law itself isn't racist, right? It's pretty straightforward. It applies to everybody. But because of the conditions that exist, because of the systemic issues in this country that are already present, it's going to impact certain groups more than others through no fault of their own. And you're talking about taking away something that is a constitutional right. 
That seems wrong to me. That seems wrong to me. This is a good example of how colorblind laws end up having pretty racist impacts over time. And I'm pretty sure that's what would happen here. Now, here's the twist to this video. Right now, there are a whole bunch of right-wing gun guys going, Yeah, Bo, you tell them liberals. Yeah, because you know this is true. You know this is what's going to happen. That's how it's going to play out. There will even be selective enforcement of these laws. So it goes to show that colorblind laws can have racist impacts. Inherited disadvantage, power structures, institutionalized racism, right? All these terms. Now, I've done a bad job of showcasing it because I'm not an expert on this subject. But do you know what theory helped me uh, become really critical of the way race intersects with law? Maybe don't ban it because you just acknowledged it's real. You know it's true. Maybe it's something that needs to be taught. Because if we're, we're going to try to build a country that at some point everybody does get a fair shake, we're going to have to acknowledge this stuff. And it doesn't matter if it's done through evidence when you're pointing to um, disproportionate income levels and stuff like that, or if it's done through anecdotal stuff and storytelling and narrative. You end up in the same spot. Because it's truth. You cheered this on because you knew it was true. This presentation is very much rooted in the theory that you don't want discussed. Why would you not want that discussed? Unless the real desire is to see those systems upheld. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.